Hello and welcome to The Slow Reader. This is a podcast about books read slowly. I am your host, Steve, or you can call me Stephen. And uh, this is uh, an update that I kind of forgot about. I, I realized that I had an episode a few months ago. I don't remember the exact date right now, but uh, I kind of uh, I kind of promised, sort of, an update about uh, about the books that I had read because uh, I I think I reviewed the last Odyssey and I mentioned that I had read a whole bunch of books but I wanted to just review the most recent book of uh, of those so that was the last Odyssey. Um, so I just finished a book right now uh, yesterday in fact as I record this Sunday November sixth I just finished reading Dracula and I'm going to cover that book for sure in this episode. I'm kind of going to go backwards, and I'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, So I thought this would be a good time to record an episode, and uh, instead of doing one book per episode, I'm going to cover everything that I've read in the last, I don't know what, nine months? I don't know when the last time uh, or when I read all of these exactly. I, I could have looked it up, but I forgot to when I did my show notes. So anyways, um, covering in this episode, as I mentioned, Dracula by Bram Stoker, or is it Bram Stoker? I'm not sure. Um, Still Just a Geek by Will Wheaton. Operation Angus by Terry Fallis. Georgian Bay, The Sixth Great Lake by James Barry. And a brief mention of Voices in Time, which I should note... I did not finish, and I'll, I'll get to that when I get there. So um, I should also mention I'm currently reading um, an advanced reader copy. Uh, I can't reveal the name at this point in time, but I will cover it on the podcast later on when, I, uh, when I'm finished and when it's, uh, the book is officially published, and that should be sometime. I think it's coming out in early 2023. Um, and other than that... I'm going to try to read at least one more book from my shelf this year. Um, so I've got two more months to do that. I think I can probably fit something in. I'll probably try to fit something uh, something short in there. So let's get to the review. Starting off with Dracula, the classic horror novel from Bram Stoker. Um, so uh, I, I mentioned I finished it on Sunday, November 6th. And this took me from May until November to read because I was reading it in chronological order on the day indicated in the novel. And I got this idea from the newsletter Dracula Daily. And this is a book where I started off reading just by email, but decided in the end to to buy a physical copy of the book. And just just to clear clarify, if you haven't read Dracula... It's written in the form of letters and diary entries and is actually not presented in chronological order, uh, probably until about the last third of the novel. So uh, it was an interesting experience. I had never read it before. Um, and at several points, I had bookmarks in multiple sections in different chapters. And uh, I've, I, I had, it, it was like quite marked up. And I, it, if I had even, uh, if I decided to mark up the margins, uh, it would be a crazy-looking book, that's for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, this was my first time reading it. I had attempted to read it, I don't know, a very long time ago, but I couldn't get into it. I, I think it was because of the, the Victorian-era language. It, just, it was just hard to get into at the time when I tried reading it. Um, so uh, this, was, this was a fun read overall. I, I rated it three stars. Um, 
the Mina Mina Harker, her character was at times a strong female protagonist, but at other times she was very much um, the men will save me kind of character. So I, I I thought that she could have been done a little bit better, but uh, I will say that Mina was the glue that held the group of protagonists together. Uh, they all rallied around her, and they realized very quickly that she is a very smart person and and picked up on a lot of clues that none of the rest of them did. Um, there were several points in the novel when absolutely nothing was happening, and I don't think that this was solely a result of reading it chronologically. I think um, the points that I'm talking about actually uh, were just just a whole bunch of characters standing around um, really doing nothing. Um, and some of the descriptions of Dracula in the book were confusing, and I was unclear on how he works as a monster, like the the rules of the vampire. Um, apparently there were lots of boxes of dirt involved, and I didn't quite understand how that worked. Um, and I also wasn't sure how Van Helsing knew so much about Dracula and vampires in general. Um, it seemed to me in the novel that he made a lot of assumptions that turned out to be right, um, but... I wasn't I wasn't confident that these assumptions that he was making were actually correct, like for sure facts that he knew. He was kind of just guessing around. Um, but next year, I think I would like to reread the novel in correct order, like the way it was written, and see if I feel differently about it. So um, we'll we'll probably I will revisit this next year. Uh, I also wanted to revisit "Flow My Tears," the policeman said, as I promised at the end of that episode with Josh Weddenkamp. Uh, you can go back and listen to that one. That was earlier this year. I still have to uh, join his podcast and read a book that uh, that he chooses. But um, So the, on to the next one, Still Just a Geek by Will Wheaton. And this is an annotated version of his original memoir, Just a Geek. I uh, don't recall the publishing date, but that was the early 2000s. And this was this one was released this year, and, and Wheaton has done a ton of publicity work to try and share uh, the knowledge of the book and, and get it out there. Um, at the beginning, I struggled with how to read the book. Just as an example, I, what I mean by that is that the footnotes were a little bit overwhelming. Like sometimes the footnotes were just as long as the original section of the book. Um, so I started off reading every footnote as I came across a symbol. But what I ended up settling on was reading an entire section, like maybe a couple of paragraphs at a time, and then reading the annotations. And I found that that worked out a lot better. But um, speaking of the foot, the symbols for the footnotes, I often found that the symbols were too small and not easy to find. But this seems more like an issue with the publisher choosing a font where the footnotes were were very tiny, and sometimes they blended in with the letters. So... I could have, I could have gone with a a better font choice and more clearer symbols for the footnotes. And one of the things is that I appreciate that Will has grown and recognizes how his words in the past were ignorant and at sometimes could be harmful. But I felt that he apologizes far too often. Like he wrote a general apology at the at the start of the book, just acknowledging like, hey. I was younger. I didn't know that this choice of words could affect people in a certain way and had different connotations that are not appropriate to use. 
But he kept apologizing in footnotes on and on and pointing out where he was wrong. And I think I I would have preferred to to have even just a blanket apology at the start of each uh each chapter. Um I just I just felt like it was really calling attention a little bit too much and I when I already understood how he feels about his writing in the past. Like it it really feels like, you know, he's really beating on himself and I I think that is actually antithetical to the whole premise of his novel about being kind to his uh, past self. Uh, But I I do appreciate, though, that he did apologize for it because it did challenge some of my uh, word choices uh, that I I still use. Um, uh, So I think that was a good thing that he did apologize for his word choice. I just thought it was a bit over the top at times. So I gave it a rating of three out of five. The bottom line being I enjoyed it, um, but... I did feel like I read a lot of his stories before because uh, he's posted a lot of the stuff on his blog and on Facebook. So this isn't this. There wasn't a lot of new content in there for me. So that kind of detracted a little bit from uh, from my enjoyment of the book. Um, well, next on my list is the book Operation Angus by Terry Fallis. Um, the the first thing that uh, struck me about this book was it it's a great book design the cover is uh, is really cool um the pages have a nice feel to them and they it, they've got that like cut slash rough edge uh, on the pages i don't know exactly how to describe it but uh, uh it's a cool soft cover book uh, i really really enjoyed the book design of it and the, the font was really nice uh however because of the typeset it did make some of the chapters really long and a little bit, the pacing was off a little bit in some cases because of that. Uh, I don't know. I think think probably that it, it needed a little bit some work, like maybe smaller margins would have helped. Um, But uh, some notes about it, Uh, the relationship of the main characters reminded me a lot of a Holmes Watson relationship, but it wasn't a a Sherlock Holmes reimagining. So that was really good. Um, it was set in Ottawa, where I live, uh, but it's a fictionalized version, and it was neat to recognize different places while still kind of being a foreign environment, so that was really cool. Like, as an example, one of the bridges from Ottawa to Gatineau uh, fell apart and into the river because of infrastru- infrastructure failures. Um, so uh, so that's that was interesting to read about. I did pick up one of the, I think his first novel, um, best laid plans so i think that is covered in that book so i i will read that at some point i found that in uh in a thrift shop um he also had some references to his previous books like best laid plans as footnotes and it kind of reminded me of reading a comic book where they would have like that little box in the corner saying see issue 112 of uh of of this series or whatever so that was that was fun too um and i was reading this in january and february which is around the time when there was uh, a convoy and occupation of the city of ottawa and uh one line in particular while i was reading stood out to me so the the quote is you are a very civilized progressive and enlightened nation one not plagued with violence and terrorism so 
reading that at the time when uh, our city was being occupied by a a group of people that that did not play very well when I was reading it, obviously. But uh, currently, I do have to say that the country does not feel very progressive or enlightened at the moment, especially the province of Ontario. But that's a political thing, and I don't want to get into politics on a podcast about uh, hobbies that I enjoy, like reading. So I gave this book four stars. Um, I liked it. The humor was smart, and I enjoyed it because it wasn't trying too hard to be funny. The alternate universe Ottawa was fun, and the spy game plot was well done with plenty of realistic twists and misdirects that had me second-guessing various characters and uh, trying to identify who done it or who was about to done it because it was about to uh, it was about a, a terrorist plot. So that was uh, that was a fun book. And next I have Georgian Bay: The Sixth Great Lake by James Barry, and this was a nonfiction book about Georgian Bay. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very large bay that was, I think, at one point up for consideration as a Great Lake, I guess, but didn't quite make it. Um, if, you're not in, if you're not aware of the bay, it's uh, basically a, a large body of water that connects the northern, at the northern shore, Manitoulin Island in area, and uh, the Bruce Peninsula at the southern shore. Um, this, this one... I found that the uh, the early part of it, uh, the the settlers' history and uh, War of 1812 coverage, that was pretty interesting with plenty of colorful stories. But as the book went on, it became really dry, and it felt like a series of facts about boat sinking and whatnot. Um, definitely drier compared to the earlier stories. But I, I also wonder if maybe the stories from the 1900s were just not very interesting. That's That's a possibility. Um, I would have liked some more detail about the Manitoulin and, and surrounding area versus the focus on the southern shores. Um, so for those reasons, I gave it three out of five stars. And the last book I have to cover would be Voices in Time by Hugh McLennan. Uh, I, I did not finish this one. I, I thought it would be an interesting read because I started it just around uh, the convoy events just after I read Operation Angus. But the novel just didn't didn't grab me. It, the framing story was some sort of aftermath of a dystopian society, and uh, I don't know. It just as it went on, I, I just I didn't enjoy it. I I don't have much to say about it. But uh, some people really liked the book, according to Goodreads, and some people just just didn't. I guess I was just one of those ones that didn't. Overall, this I would say this is a very fine collection of books that I read so far this year. Um, in this bunch, in this episode, uh, three of them I gave a three out of five rating and one four out of five, and only one did not finish. So, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good book selection. And for the rest of this year, in November and December, I hope to read at least. Uh, I, I mentioned I hope to read at least one more book from my shelf. I've got that advanced reader copy that uh, I'm also reading at the moment. Um, so I, I'm hoping to get at least one more episode of The Slow Reader out this year. Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, uh, that's that's my goal. So I will hope to see you next time. And if not in 2022, then I will release a 2023 preview in early January. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.